Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Animal Central Podcast. This is episode number 101, and I'm your host, Frederick Fishman, and author of the 12-book Animal Central book series available on Amazon Print and Kindle. Our direct website and direct link to our YouTube channel, our Animal Central YouTube channel, which is growing weekly with great animal videos, is at animals-central.com. That's animals-central.com. Okay, we have a lot of content for you today, so let's get started. All of us on the Animal Central podcast team would like to welcome a new sponsor for our podcast. That sponsor is Podgorn. And if you are a podcaster yourself or are thinking about joining this roaring forward-moving train called podcasting, then I would like to introduce you to Podgorn. Podgorn at podgorn.com is the go-to website to find sponsors to monetize your podcast. Being in podcasting now for three years, I know that besides providing great content, you would want to monetize your hard work. Having sponsors who pay you, the podcaster, for introduction to your listeners is not a new concept. Radio has been sponsored for over 100 years, local and network television for over 70 years. Your audience accepts the concept and embraces the concept to learn about new products and services. Every week, Podcorn sends you a list of eager sponsors looking for podcasters and podcasts to sponsor. The Podcorn platform is easy to use, understand, and simple to navigate. In a few simple steps, the sponsors Podcorn represents can create a cash flow for you in a matter of days. I use them and recommend them, and I am honored to have them as a sponsor of the Animal Central Podcast. So, check them out at podcorn.com. That's spelled P-O-D-C-O-R-N dot com. Podcorn. And okay, it's time for some animal news. And this is from KVTV TV in uh, Idaho, somewhere in Idaho. And they're talking about what's going on this fall with the animals and what they're doing and they're stirring in their locations. And it's between October and December that animals will begin to migrate down from higher elevations into the communities down below where we all live. Especially our deer and our elk, pronghorn too where the forage is greener in the summer, higher quality for them, and then they will move back down into lower elevation areas that have less snow in the winter and aren't quite as cold. They can eat things like sagebrush and antelope bitterbrush, some of the grasses that are still here, said regional wildlife biologist Sierra Robotech. The most common time for them to be moving is during dusk or dawn. You have different things going on with different species, but they are all going to be moving around right now, she said. This poses dangers for drivers, Idaho State Police tells KMVT 
They respond to numerous amounts of car versus animal crashes this time of year, not only on back roads, but on the interstate as well. In preparation, just think ahead to what you might do if you see animals, if you have the time and you see them along the highway, just slow down significantly, turn on your emergency flashers. That will let other drivers know there's a hazard in the area and realize that if you see one animal along the roadway, even if you pass that one, there is quite commonly more in the area, said Patrol Officer Sergeant Michael Wendler. And they both say never cause harm to yourself or another driver in order to avoid hitting an animal. If you do find an animal on the roadway suddenly in front of you, we ask drivers, don't swerve, especially if you are out here on highways driving at high speeds. The most common crash we have is when drivers overcorrect and end up rolling their vehicles. It's a lot better to end up hitting that animal as opposed to hitting a tree or rolling your vehicle, said Officer Wendler. Hear that? That's the desert wind blowing across the desert where we live here in between the east and the west sections of the Saguaro National Park in the southwestern part of the United States. It's always windy here and a lot of animals go scurrying around the desert. And for an animal description segment this time, we want to do something special. I'm going to give you four animals that I have personally encountered in our backyard, sometimes on multiple occasions. So let's look at those animals that I have encountered unique to the southwestern desert here in the U.S. First, let's take a look at the tarantula. Big, hairy, scary-looking spiders found in the wild but sometimes kept as pets. Their bodies, two to four and a half inches large, but their leg spans can be up to one feet. They weigh three to six ounces. The Goliath bird eater tarantula is from Venezuela, and it goes all the way to Brazil. It's as big as a dinner plate. Most tarantulas are brown, but they have spots of orange and bright blue on them. They hunt in trees or on the ground, eating other large insects. Bigger guys will eat mice, lizards, bats, and birds. They live in the grasslands, savanna, rainforest, desert, and my backyard. I've seen them twice. Eight legs, grasping pinchers, long segmented tail, with a dangerous stinger, scorpions, are a desert icon. There's over 2,500 species of scorpions. Most of them are not dangerous, but 25 of them are deadly, and a few can kill humans. Found on all continents except Antarctica. Size from one-third of an inch up to nine inches long. Scorpions are zero codes, which means they live in the desert. In my backyard, 
They can live just about anywhere at any elevation. They are ground dwellers. They are nocturnal creatures scurrying around at night. They eat other insects, crickets, termites. Interesting, their toxic venom is now being studied for human medical use. But not, of course, if you encounter one in the middle of the night and it's an Arizona bark scorpion, which is deadly, which I saw about a month ago. The third desert creature, as the wind keeps blowing here, is the Gila monster. Last year, also found in my backyard, these species are venomous. They live in the southwest U.S. and Mexico. They are slow-moving and rarely threaten humans. They eat snakes, birds, frogs, insects. The largest ever is 27 inches long. That's more than two feet and weighed 35 pounds. This is a lizard, folks. It uses its venom for defensive purposes rather than for hunting, and it is normally not fatal to humans, but there can be pain, swelling, and weakening as your blood pressure drops. You don't want that. For me, finding one in our backyard was a scary moment, but with my shovel back over the wall, back to its desert home. And finally, the fourth animal, and I want you to listen to this one carefully, and tell me if you know what it is. Yeah, that's a rattlesnake. Also, I found one in the backyard. The western diamondback rattlesnake, in particular, is venomous. It lives from sea level up to 6,500 feet in elevation in all of southwest U.S. and northern Mexico. They're usually about four feet in length and sometimes get up to six feet in length. They're usually inactive between October and March. And beyond that, look out. They eat small creatures like mice, prairie dogs, gophers, birds, lizards. The venom in their bite is used to disable prey. That delivery can cause severe pain, swelling, eternal bleeding, muscle damage, even in humans, of course. Should I go on? If you are bitten by a western diamondback rattler, you should seek medical help immediately because the mortality rate from a snake bite from this particular type of snake, rattlesnake, is 10 to 20 percent. So when you hear, so when you hear those warning sounds, Get away. Get away fast. All right, we're going to talk about, in the last segment here, what, instead of uh, reading a poem, which I usually do, I mix it up with best funny animal jokes. So I want to apologize ahead of time for what follows. What makes them funny? Maybe because they're so stupid. So... Here goes with these funny but stupid animal jokes. What do rabbits eat for breakfast? IHOP. IHOP, by the way, is a popular breakfast restaurant here in the U.S. What happens to a toad's car when it breaks down? It gets towed away. What do cats have for breakfast? Mice Krispies. Which is the take on breakfast cereal here in the U.S. again, Rice Krispies. What did one flea say to the other flea when they came out of the movies? 
Should we walk home or take a dog? Number five. What did the buffalo say to his son when he left for college? Bye, son. Number six. What do you call a dog magician? A labracadabrador. What do you call an alligator who solves mysteries? An investigator. Number eight. Why are cats bad storytellers? Because they only have one tail. Number nine, what steps do you take if a tiger is running towards you? Big ones. Finally, number ten, a pony went to see the doctor because it couldn't speak. I know what's wrong, said the doctor. You're a little horse. Horse, H-O-A-R-S-E. Horse. Well, we got through that segment without any injuries, I hope. And I want to thank you very much for listening to the Animal Central Podcast. That's a wrap for this episode number 101. And tune again for more fascinating animal news stories, description sounds, poems, jokes, and maybe a surprise or two. Our website and direct link to our YouTube channel, Growing Weekly with Great Animal Videos, is at animals-central.com. That's animals-central.com. So till next time, take care, and bye for now.